sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. 99.999% of Catholics are the laity. Most of us, obviously, 99.999% of Catholics are laity. But what makes a layperson? What's the job of a layperson? What difference do the laity make in the life and mission of the church? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future ones, please email us. The easiest way to do so, I just said, I said, oh, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I'm joined in studio by R. R. Cranz? There's more than one R. Oh. Uh, Robin, Renee. It's Robin. It's oh, Renee yes. today. Yes. Uh, Renee Kranz is my co-host today. Um, Renee, who are you? Uh, the person sitting across the Yes, you are. <laughs> I am the Director of Communications for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Um, live in Sioux Falls. Married. Have a garden. Yes, you do. At <laughs> least laughing because I love my garden and I, yeah. Are you, I, are you... Um, Overly attached to your garden? Are you? Do you? Have, um, do, do you have? Do you have that holy indifference with your, your, your garden? I don't think so. If somebody came in and trampled all of your garden, would you be at peace? Uh, I would be mad at first, and then I would hunt them down. That does <laughs> not kidding. sound like peace to me. <laughs> I would not. I would not do that. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Stuff. Honestly, it wouldn't even have to be that. Sometimes it's just bugs, disease. Sometimes stuff just doesn't work out, and you're just like, "Well, okay. Yep. I guess there's next year. All you can do is I'll plant some more. That's right, sister." <laughs> So, uh, abrupt transition. Yes. Um, gardening is not the topic today. Gardening is not the topic today. No, as I, as I mentioned at the beginning, so the laity, obviously the vast majority of Catholics yeah. are laity. Um, and, but but <laughs> no pun intended here. I'm not being facetious. Um, who are the laity and what's their job? Um, I, that's what I want to talk about a little bit for a whole variety of reasons in our diocese. Um, where I don't, know if, I don't know if you say we're in the midst of. A set of blaze, pastoral planning. We're in process. the midst of a major transition. We're in the midst from, of a major transition from Parishes. creation of pastorates and getting ready to the transition to actual pastoral planning. Pastoral planning. Yeah. So we're clustering our parishes in pastorates, twenty-five pastorates, mm-hmm. um, and and hopefully the the the, uh, the invigoration, even greater invigoration of the the life of the faith in Eastern South Dakota. Yeah. As a result of that, yes, um, that is called set ablaze. Yep, that's the goal. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, for that reason, but there's a whole slew of reasons why I want to talk about that. But I'll get to that. I'll get to that in a little bit. I just kind of want to stick with um, just thinking about who are the laity mm-hmm. and and what their job is. Because again, I think most of us, you've probably heard the term. Maybe you have, well. The layperson, uh, laity, layperson refers to mo- the Catholics um, who aren't priests, deacons, or bishops, and who aren't consecrated, right? Religious, that's sort of sisters, right? Friends, brothers. Uh, but one thing that I do often, Renee, I'm going to do this to you now, and you're so you're always such a 
You're so willing to play along with me. And can you hear the sigh? Somewhat unwillingly at times, but I know this is when the audience feels sorry for me. So right? Yes, okay you get lots that. of again ignition at sfcatholic.org. If you Why are you want so to, mean to Renee? Yeah, you feel free to send that along. Uh, so, how, how would you define? How would you define the laity? A layperson. A layperson in the Catholic Church is blank. Means blank. Is defined blankly. Thus. I don't know how you would define it other than what you did. Um, so what did I say? Like in you your said, own words. Uh, so I'm not a priest. I'm not a I'm not a religious sister. Yep. I'm not a brother. I'm. While I understand that priests and religious sisters could be the people in the pews, but right, in right. general, the people in the pews. Yeah. Um, which is, of course, a common, the typical answer. And yeah. then my follow up to that is, now do that without using not. Or accept, or isn't a layperson, and fill in the blank without saying isn't or is not or except for. We are the people of God, who uh, run along beside the priest. We hold them up and carry them along. <laughs> the, so, and there's there's a lot of truth to that, yeah. but I. We're, we're the again percentile ninety nine point I don't know how many nines it yeah. is but we are the, the majority, vast majority the vast majority of Catholics but most of us don't know exactly what we are without saying well we're not him and we're not her right right there and that's true we're the church. The different states of life yeah. we are all part of the church mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to come back to that um, but I think there's also well, what exactly does that mean mm-hmm. um, the laity so here's this is, this is a paraphrase of what the church says in the Catechism, Vatican II, other places as well. The laity are those baptized, so all of us, uh, religious ordained um, laity, we're, we're all baptized. But we are those baptized who live in the world uh, yes, in a way yes. that the others do not. Right. Very true. So we, and this this gets to, so we've talked before on Ignition on occasion about the, do you remember the acronym RIM? RIM, R-I-M. Relationship, Identity, Mission. Okay. So for each of us personally, it's in the context of my relationship with God that I discover who I am, Mm -hmm. my identity, Mm -hmm. and what I am called to do, what my mission is. So it starts with my relationship with God. It's in the context of my relationship with God that I discover the, the deepest, truest identity. Like I can, I can describe myself in all sorts of ways. I can right. um, give and you characteristics. We do. <laughs> and do. Yes. But the deepest and truest, I, my deepest and truest identity is the one that, that um, I become aware of in light of my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I can look in the mirror mm-hmm. and I can see all sorts of things in the mirror, right. which might be true, but are they what most essentially define me? Most likely not. Probably not. Um, so it's in the context of my relationship with God that I discover who I am and what I'm called to do. Mm -hmm. Relationship, identity, mission. Mm -hmm. Our identity, we are baptized. So everything it means to be baptized. We are sons of the father. uh, We're part of the body of Christ, his little brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of the father, little brothers and sisters of Jesus, his body. We're temples of the Holy Spirit. So are the ordained Mm -hmm. and the religious. Unlike them, we live in the world. So we have, we have a particular responsibility. So in light of our identity, our mission, we have a particular responsibility to bring the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world from within. Mm-hmm. 
from within. And and I and this is this is opening up a whole thing uh, that I think most of us who are laity do not realize. Whether it's because we've objectively never heard it, mm-hmm. or maybe it was said but we just didn't you know, right. receive it for right. whatever reason. Right. Uh, and that is this: we are not just consumers. Right. We don't just receive what's given to us by the, especially by the ordained and the sacraments. Mm-hmm the teachings of the church, but also by the wit- religious in the sense of their witness mm-hmm. of, of, of uh, the finality of heaven being right. our ultimate homeland or ultimate destiny. We do receive that witness, that grace, those teachings from the religious and then the ordained. Um, and that is for ourselves. It's for right. our sanctification. But it's also for us to turn around and give to others. Right. And this is where I think most of us um, get stuck at that first step, but we don't go on to part right. two. We never turn around. Exactly. We don't turn around. <laughs> right. um, so I, again, I am sanctified by the others. I receive the grace of the sacraments because of the ordained. I receive the teachings of the church through the magisterium, the teachings of Jesus through the magisterium of the church. And that is for me to grow in holiness, mm-hmm. for me to grow in love of God and, and love of neighbor. Right. So I need to, yeah, Turn around, if you will, and make sure that I am sharing what I've received with those around me. And we've talked before about um, how you can do that. We'll talk about that a little bit. But today, I just want to emphasize the role of the laity in the life and the mission of the church is is not just to consume what's given to us. It's not just to receive. We're called to consume. We're fed, but we're also called to feed others. We receive, but we're also called to give that Mm -hmm. to others as well. So can I ask a question here? Please. Is also uh, one of the distinctions of the laity from the ordained and the religious that, and I realize this is not fully exclusively, but nearly exclusively that we are the ones who have children. Oh, right. Married yep. and have children. Yep. Uh, that's definitely part of it. I mean, so every, every one of the baptized, including the other, the other two states of life are called to the, to do their part for the, um, procreation, education of future yeah. generations. Yep. Yeah. Um, so obviously the way that a married couple lay couple does is, does, is, does that is different than how a celibate priest right. or a, um, a, 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 a religious virgin, consecrated right. virgin does it. Right. It's going to be different, but they are called to participate as well, but obviously not right. in the literal way right. that now I think you, you did caveat it. We have married permanent. Right. Deacons. Right. Are, and part of the church that, the, well, yes. there are married right. priests as so well. So for the most part, especially in America. Yep. Yep. But I think, but what, what does across the board uh, dis- differentiate us is that we live in the, in right. the yeah. world in yeah. a way that um, the the ordained and the religious don't, or right. a way that's not proper to their state right. of life. Right, that makes us really critical. Yeah, it does. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're out there with everybody else, and well, the reason that the church is re- is declining that might be our fault. Well, we have a we have a we have a <laughs> we role have a to play both to in do. the growth, but also oftentimes yeah. in the shrinking. Yeah, we can't look at the leaders of the church exclusively exclusively and say, it's your fault that this is happening. We cannot do that. Am I doing my part? Right. Right, right, right. right. So I want to talk more about what that means, uh, how am I supposed to do my part, what it does mean, what it doesn't mean, Mm -hmm. 
that sort of thing. But if you're just tuning in, welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, talking today with Renee Kranz about the role of the laity in the the life and the mission of the church. So um, I, I talked about how, especially in our diocese, in light of the diocese who falls the set ablaze planning process. It's relevant. It's also in our diocese, the diocesan vision um, that we've been uh, following our shepherd, Bishop DeGrude, um, under for about three years now, lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. It's very much a part of that. We're all called to yep. be missionary disciples. Uh, but as we've talked about before, um, this is not unique to the Diocese of Zoo Falls. Right. No. Uh, this is part of not even just the new evangelization, to use oh. a term that's getting to be like 40 plus years old right. now. <laughs> this has always been the case in the life of the church. But but as is so often the case, there are things that the church teaches that get forgotten. Yeah. So it might be, quote unquote, formally on the books, mm-hmm. But the way that it's lived out in in people's day to day, week to week, month to month lives, it's not it, it's it's forgotten. Mm-hmm. And, and for a long time, uh, the laity um, have simply been consumers, and there has not there has not been an across the board call to more mm-hmm. than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though that's always been sort of, again, the official teaching on the books. Since Jesus literally said Since it when Jesus, he was yes. ascending in heaven. Yes, go four. make disciples. Yes. That's for all of us. Yes. Um, but I think like in the last couple few centuries, up until relatively recently, um, most laity were not, uh, did not feel like, oh, it's my job mm-hmm. to do this. And again, I think it's still, it's still the case, but increasingly less so. It was especially Vatican II that that kind of sought to remind the laity, no, you've got a big job. Right. You've got a big part to play in our job as the church. Right. Um, and, and, and the popes after Vatican II, so Paul VI, JP II, Benedictine Francis, have been definitely exhorting the laity, mm-hmm. um, encouraging us, reminding us, this is part of our baptismal call. Yeah to do our part to make disciples, mm-hmm. to sanctify the world from within, to share the good news of Jesus Christ from within. And for me, I, I just love that idea. I feel like I feel like it's like a special ops thing. Like, <laughs> like I'm a Navy SEAL that's been parachuted in behind enemy lines. <laughs> I and think it is right now behind well, enemy uh, really <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, pi, um, not quite the, a, a similar military metaphor. Pius Twelfth said that the laity are, as it were, on the front lines of the church's mission to the world. Right. So we're not just, you know, sitting on our couches. No. You know, well, eating popcorn. We're not supposed to be. Yeah. We're supposed to be on the front lines. Yeah. We're supposed to be engaged in that in that battle. Yeah. Um, because we are we are the ones who are in the world. Yeah. Do you think the argument could be made that that our role is probably the most critical of all because there's so many of us and we are in the world. I, I mean, most critical. I mean, if it were well, for the, we're not doing it. If, and well, I, mean, I know. We but are. if it were for the ordained, <laughs> well, we, yes, we won't yes. have the teachings and the sacraments. Absolutely true. Uh, if we didn't have the religious, we, we won't have the witness to know there's more to life than this earth. Yes. You know, that, that's that, true. That, that, that so eschatological they're equally witness. weighted. They all are ways. crucial. Yes. I mean, Jesus it wasn't by accident. It I'm wasn't trying to get people to light a fire under them. I know. Set I know. Up a blaze. How about that? <laughs> so, this has been a call that the church has been much uh, proclaiming, much more loudly, mm-hmm. at least in the last sixty-ish years. Yeah. So, why do you think what what's the um, 
there's still not a like a, a vibrant response. I mean, okay, having said that, I mean, like the three of like, the, the number of laity who professionally work for the church has definitely grown in the last yeah. sixty plus years. Yeah. But that's still sort of like our job, mm-hmm. as opposed to like this is for everybody. It's it's the the point here is hey everybody come work for the church. <laughs> that's not that's not the the point is in whatever you're doing, whatever your profession. Um, work for the church. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm putting work, that in like air quotes. Air quotes. Yeah. Yes. Work. Build the kingdom up. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a banker or a farmer or a whatever it is, mm-hmm. this is what we're all called to do. Um, and, and, and that is changing more late are aware, but still, I think probably the minority are aware of mm-hmm. this call. Mm-hmm. So the majority of lay Catholics still don't realize, Oh, I'm not just a consumer. I'm not just a recipient. I'm, I'm called to feed others. I'm mm-hmm. called to give away what I've received. Why, do, what, what's your thoughts? Do you have any guesses on why I, that is? Well, <clears throat> I probably, it probably won't be a popular one, oh. but I, I think, I think there's, there, there are two reasons that are related to each other. We're lazy and we like comfort. Oh. And so we're like, meh. We're, we're, it's hard to mobilize <laughs> when you're comfortable. Yeah. For, yes. Yes. It, it really is. It, yep. It's really tough to want to go out and do something that, A, seems difficult and maybe not super appealing because you, you're not where you should. You're not in a place maybe yet that it seems appealing and. Uh, yeah, and then so comfort is going to override yep. almost everything else. Comfort and just a lack of will to do yep. so. Do you think most laity know that they're called to take part in the mission to make? Um, in some very small way, I think they might know that, but they're not. They know it, but they're not remembering it. Does that make sense? Like they they knew it once, and now they're just like. Mm. So I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure that many laity have ever known it, even, even today. You don't think so, huh? I'm not sure. I feel like that's willful unknowing. Where would they Which have heard? True. Where would they have heard it? Uh, at mass. How often? So this, this, it's hard for me because I know it so much that I'm. It's. Do you think even in our diocese with mm-hmm. fantastic priests who mm-hmm. love the faith? Do you think that this is um, regularly spoken about in homilies at Mass? That you um, as lay people are called to take part in the church's work of evangelization, the church's work to make disciples? I would say that maybe not like super regularly. Like it's not every Sunday. Okay. That, but but I would say at least in my experience um, in the last 20 years, almost 20 years at Holy Spirit, We've had some exceptional priests, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that they have talked about that at least enough so you should have heard it. And and even if, you, even if you're not fully aware of it, been like, huh, maybe I should find okay. out more about this. But as I said, comfort. Lazy. Right. Okay. So I and, I, I, th- and I include myself in that at one point in my life for sure. I think you're. I I, I would agree with you. I think I think um, at least uh, in, at in least our enough. diocese, I think most of our most definitely most of our uh, most of our priests have talked about that enough where a layperson who's paying attention yes. would have heard it. Yes. What uh, they're going to do with it is the other right. Other thing. So I want to I want to 
talk about a couple of things. Comfort, totally get it. And yeah, a little bit lazy. Mm-hmm. You mentioned difficult. Why, why do you think it's strength? So yeah, if uh, if I'm comfortable, I'm not going to be inclined to mobilize. Right. I'm not going to be inclined to do something that either is or at least seems to me to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Why do you think uh, the layperson who maybe who has heard this call, um, why why does it seem or why why is it or why does it seem to them to be a difficult thing? Um, I think there's probably a number of things that would maybe play into that uh, lack of their perceived lack of time. Mm. Uh, fear of the unknown of what missionary discipleship actually means or looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so fear of rejection from others. Um, just just being uh, being different. Yeah, yeah. Because yes. you have to be different. You have. <laughs> so being different is uncomfortable and scary. So both of you heard that as we're recording this. We heard this message. Well, I think you were there. Um, I, I can't. It, we're, we're, so both Renee and I took part in the Eucharistic procession on Corpus Christi. Yeah. Um, which, as we're recording this, was just last Sunday. Yes, it was between our two parishes. It was so, between our two parishes. Yeah. Were you Were you there for at the end um, for the the homily, or did you? Have oh, to miss I was end? not. Okay. No. So your pastor, yes, um, our one of our priests, Father Jim Mason, talked about how. Um, uh, he was referring to the work of a historian, um, Tom Holland, not to be confused with the actor who plays Spider-Man, <laughs> although they are both British. Um, but the historian, Tom Holland, who is much older than the actor, Tom Holland, uh, um, secular, I don't, I don't think he's explicit, I don't know if he's Christian, definitely not Catholic, but uh, Father Mason was referring to um, Holland's work where he talks about how Christianity and its uh, impact on the Roman Empire and where, what um, talked about how being Christian is, is it means to be weird. Yes. Christians, when they've made a difference in the world, whatever the world in their cultural context is, um, they've been weird. Yeah. They've stuck out. Yep. And and Father Jim, this is this was after um, a two and a half mile Eucharistic <laughs> procession between our two parishes yep. uh, over the course of uh, a couple of hours, mm-hmm. said what you just did was weird. Yes. It felt weird. At times, as you see cars driving by, staring at the... What's going on? Yes, like, what is this? (laughs) And and my husband actually said to me at one point, I wonder if they think this is like some weird funeral procession or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, possibly. That's that's certainly possible. Um, But yeah, right. It it is to to be different. Yeah. Um, But that line from The Chosen, get used to different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and none of us want to stick out, especially teenagers, but even... People who are much more than teenagers, teenagers two or yeah. three times over, don't want right. to stick out. Right. Most, yeah, most people are most people don't want deathly to. allergic to that. Right. <laughs> the other thing, too, I was so um, time unknown and fear of rejection. And the interesting thing to me about all of those, Renee, is that speaks to, uh, I think, a common idea, which, frankly, in some cases is a misperception about what it means to share the faith. Yes. Because yes. it might mean doing something that actually takes extra time. Um, or doing something differently where I might be rejected. It mm-hmm. can mean that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think what that's speaking to is a mentality of like cold calling. Yes. Or standing on the street corner. Or going door to door. Going door to door. Exactly. Where And again, those can be things that we're called to do. But for most of us, all what this looks like all the time is just engaging with the people that we're normally around right. differently. Right. Yes. Like, 
come back to that word. I mean, to, to live life differently, um, where I'm present to the person I'm with, I'm loving them and praying for them. And yeah, maybe on occasion, um, speaking something to them about our, our about Jesus Christ and his church and right. all the gifts that come with that. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't, for most of us, it doesn't mean door to door or street corner preaching, that right. sort of thing. Right. Frankly, that those are necessary in the life of the church, but evangelization has always happened most fruitfully through relationships right. that people yes. have. Yeah. So what I'm really, again, I'm, I'm not so much called to do different things. Mm-hmm. I'm called to do the same things differently. Yeah. And see, that I think if people understand that more, um, that whole attitude towards evangelization could change dramatically. Yeah. To me, I yeah. think so. Yeah. So. Yep. So um, to 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 well say more about actually no why well you know we're going through the um, several of us here at the Chancery are going through a program called Evangelical Catholic and um, we're learning right away that if you okay as to evangelize you're gonna maybe uh, this is gonna sound weird because you're not really in the thing but you might start an apostolate so. Yep. But an apostolate is not necessarily what people think it is. It's not starting a Bible study or starting a, a group or a, a women's discernment place or whatever it is. It could be your apostolate could be just talking to your neighbors mm-hmm. and becoming friends with them and build, creating a relationship with them. And that was actually quite eye-opening for me mm-hmm. who works in this building and yep. hears this stuff all the time. Yep. And to realize that, this is even easier than I thought, really. Yep. Like, I don't have to go out and change who Renee is. I just have to let God work through me in the relationships that I'm in already instead <clears throat> of trying to push him out all the time and keep him behind me and everything else. Just just let him. Let yep. him go to the front. Let him, amen. I really <laughs> like that. Let him go to the front. We're on the front lines, and we put him in front of us. Yes. And good yes. things are going to happen. Yeah. Let him lead it instead yep. of trying to be in control and lead it all the time yourself. Right. No, I, I mean, we're, we're uh, almost out of time. Yeah. I think part of this is also like, uh, and you mentioned the unknown. Um, people are like, well, I'm not good enough or I don't know enough. And, and certainly we are called to grow in an understanding of, of, of our, but as I've said a lot, including our ignition, um, evangelization, one, one definition that I love is um, one beggar telling another beggar where he found bread. I've never heard that. I really? love that. No. Yeah. Evangelization is one beggar telling another beggar where he found bread. That's fantastic. So it's not about me having to do something like, oh my gosh, I the, there, there was the most awesome uh, pumpernickel. <laughs> um, you've got to go, but no, but I'm a beggar. Yeah. Like I'm starving. Yeah. And I found this most amazing bread. And there's plenty. Yeah. You got to go over here and check it out. That's how we should think about yeah. evangelization. Yeah. Not that I have to do it, but oh my gosh, I found this incredible thing, and I and 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 I want you to experience it too. In in a religious context, maybe one sinner telling another sinner where they found forgiveness. Amen. That's a great yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot more we could say, but yeah. just to, to invite people, I'm 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 called not just to be fed, to be feed others. That's the role of the laity in the church. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Renee. <laughs> And folks, that will wrap up this episode. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with any questions about this episode or ideas for future ones. And until next time, may God bless you.